hey man, you know, this is what I'm charging. If you're trying to get this, you know, pay this up front. And then, you know, I, then once I'm done, I need this amount at the end. And, you know, if they try to, oh man, you know, I, I appreciate that fam. If you, if you don't want to pay that, I get it. I can put you in contact someone that may be more your price range, but if you wanted me to do this. Ah, this, this nigga's is good. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he said I put you in contact with somebody. Because <laughs> you know, I, I know some people have a certain you know price range they want to do. You know, what I'm saying you come to me, maybe my price range is too high. I respect that. Yeah. So, and I know people who are starting out. I know people who are midway. I know people who are working full time worth of doing. So I can put you in contact with somebody who's going to be more your price range, depending on what you're looking for. That's right. Thank you very much, man, for hopping on, on the pod. This is Culture Convos. Um, and we're just going to talk a little bit about what you do and how you got there. Um, I do want to start on like a super, super light note, man, because, you know, I know you from back at ASU. We did like mm-hmm. this hip hop panel uh, where yeah. we were uh, talking about like, you know, what's hip hop and graffiti and music and all that kind of stuff. You know what I'm saying? And I think back then yeah. you were going by Tiny T. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Tell me the origin. Is that family? Like, your family gave you that name coming up, or your homies? Like, honestly, uh, that nickname came for um, from the group, like EAC Black Artists Connected. Like, that was that was their nickname that they gave me after we had done a couple of, you know, I had done some work for them, some design work, and it came back as Tiny T, and it stuck. Ah, okay, got you. Now yeah, that's hilarious, yeah. cause, cause obviously you've done some work with my lady on like with your brand and like yeah. the photography. Yeah, yeah. And I had like pulled up the like my your number or something in my phone. And she's like, yo, why does that say Tiny T? <laughs> 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 you know? And I was just cracking up like, damn, that was like a super yeah. specific like you know what I'm saying place where they knew you as that. You know what I'm saying? So that was that was funny. That was funny. So yeah, let's talk about art, man. You know, we were on that panel. You talked a little bit about like graffiti. You know, what I'm saying you had some really good takes on music, but also on the art side of things. How did you get into art? I'm not gonna lie. I've been doing art since I was just a little shorty. You know what I'm saying? So done all different mediums from graffiti to paint, to pen, charcoal, pencil, digital. I've, I've touched it all at least one time. You know, so I've been yeah. pretty well rounded with my art career. So. I mean, I took it from there. I was really in the, in the art, even high school, uh, you know, going into JUCO, you know, I kind of, you know, was still doing art heavy. But then when I went to ASC, I wanted to be really serious with it. That's why I made it my major. So. Okay. How was that, though? Like, going from, like, just self-taught to, like, all right, I'm in a classroom. Like, we got to do the circles how they want to do the circles. We got to do art how they want to do the art. <laughs> right. It was, uh, I had to learn to listen. I had to learn to listen because coming from my background, I just, you know, I opened a sketch pad and I, I went to town to do whatever I wanted. But when you're more in a structured system, you have to pay attention to what they're teaching you and you know, listen to what you're teaching and then apply that to what you're already doing. Because, I mean, not everything teacher is right. You know what I'm saying? You have to go through a certain curriculum that they put together, but it's not always going to be, you know, for you or towards you. So, right. I, you know, I took, what they, I took what they taught me. I applied it to what I already know, what I wanted to do, and it's taken from there. 
okay. No, that's 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 dope. And I definitely connect on that level because when I came in to ASU, I was doing uh, poetry. I did creative writing, mm -hmm. poetry, you know, but I'm coming in with a yeah. love for spoken word, Def Jam poetry, right. like, you know, and the way we go about expressing and the way that we go about, like, communicating uh, mm -hmm. our art is a lot different than how that should look on page. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it definitely was a struggle just coming from a more street level art to, all right, here's what we want. But even I found some of my professors, you know, learning too. like, all right, you know what I'm saying? This is a, I don't want to call it a niche, but in the, in the spectrum of what poetry is like spoken word is like a, a branch off of that. You know what I'm saying? That not many people dive into. So it was like a fusing of those worlds. Cause again, I'm not trying to do exactly that. You know, I guess the trajectory of that will be either become a best selling author poet you know what i'm saying or become a professor eventually but like when you're doing a spoken word thing you blend that with music you know what i'm saying certain cadences appeal to other elements of expression and you know all kind of stuff so to all that to say yeah no i definitely connect on that level of just coming from doing your art on your own to like having to listen and you know take in the fundamentals of exactly what they're trying to get across because like you do need to understand the history of the discipline before you can go create and bend rules you know you got to understand them a little bit Exactly, and uh, you know, art history really plays a big, a big part in that. Like, that was one part of curriculum that I really had to learn to appreciate was art history. Okay. And just learning the culture of you know what you're trying to do, you know, for people who've done it before. Because I, I wasn't, I was never big into that, and I just I hated taking it at the beginning of you know school and everything. But I, by the time I graduated, I was really, I really got into art history, understood the meaning behind learning everything about it. Right, I don't have it in front of me, but I just grabbed this book because, like, you know, we got the brand Iron Root and trying to do mm -hmm. shit and whatever. But like, mm -hmm. we hit the bookstore the other day, and I, I grabbed the a book about like the history of the T-shirt. You know, it broke down like the white T-shirt and you know mm -hmm. different brands from the hundreds. You know, even though they came around in like 2000, but even the brands well before that, kind of how they used it, Nike, Adidas, you know, the trefoil right. look, and all those right. different things. Like you kind of learn like the path that the t-shirt took because again like we are trying to craft some stuff and i've been thinking about stuff but without really knowing like you know some of that it's just like wow okay using the full shirt or you know using different sides of things of course we can see what's going on today but you know just seeing the brands that did it first and all that stuff is definitely inspiring and it just kind of offers like a little bit of that perspective you know what I'm saying you don't have to use it as a template but like seeing that and knowing that you know what i'm saying right. definitely helps like knowing that there was a a Tupac, you know what I'm saying? And right. you can study that music, right? And, and that's off a of t-shirt, that's on the music, but like as a music artist, you know what I'm saying? You could be like, yo, a lot of what he said connected with the listener in this way, and they reacted in this way. So you got that knowledge yeah. of what a venture, you know, what what a story, California Love, what that did versus, you know, Thug's Paradise. So many different variations of ways you can go about creating music that'll generate a result. And having that in your, you know, your toolkit is dope. Definitely. So what's what was the biggest aha aha moment for you as an artist? Like when it, you know, I don't know when 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 it clicked for you, as in you felt confident in what you were creating. Like yo, this is my style. This is where I want to go. Because like you said earlier, you were doing a lot. You were all multifaceted artists on the page, sketching this and that. Like you know, a lot of what I've you know used your services for and what I see you like posting stuff involves a lot mm -hmm. of digital and like manipulation to images and like art on top of that so um two-part question obviously like when did you get your aha moment about the style and then talk a little bit about like your style it happened in juco 
uh, I remember my first year at JUCO, like I took like a Photoshop class. It was, I think this was on like CS2, maybe a little, maybe it was CS. Damn. But I, yeah, right, back in the day. <laughs> but I hadn't done anything digital at this time, but I remember taking that class and like learning the tools. I was like, no, this is, this is fun. Like I was having a good time that day. I was like one of my favorite classes to take. And then after that, I took another digital class and I just enjoyed everything about it. I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to keep going with this. I'm having too much fun just doing this art. And then going from there, I'm still taking, you know, my normal curriculums, you know, my normal, you know, painting and things like that classes. And I was like, yeah, this is fun too. But let me go back to the digital side because I'm really doing it for So that's when my moment came. But I think digital is definitely the way I want to go because I'm enjoying it and there's so much to learn about it at the same time. Mm. So, but I guess it took a while for me to really kind of grasp like how I can apply it to artwork though, because I learned digital, I went to graphic design and I went from graphic design went to clothing. So when you're doing clothing, you're not really doing as much art and painting. It's more like logo and design work. And you know, you're putting on clothing and you're trying to make something catch, you know, going the whole night. I mean, you, you know, because you, you weren't doing clothing. Now. So it, I went from that, I was, I, it, clothing kind of failed to be completely honest. So when I when the clothing failed, I went back to, okay, let's go just look at it as just artwork. So, and actually when I made my first sale on my original painting, it was a, it was a J. Cole piece. Uh, it was called from Four Yards Only. Uh, it was my J. Cole piece. I sold that black and white one? Um, it's the print one that has the words and it makes up the entire image. Oh, I'm looking up at a J. Cole piece that I have from you at the crib right now, mm-hmm. but uh that's not it but okay no keep going you said j cole hey that's him right now. yeah he said might be this <laughs> i mean I, I i only got a copy i don't got the original got you. Like, you know yeah 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 got you um but that that was when i, I saw that piece for 75 dollars. it was 12 by 16 original campus when i did that i was like that was a quick 75 like all right this is this is i think i can do this and so i just i kind of really i went really hard on it after that so Okay, so let's go back a little bit to the clothing. Like, what was your experience? Not, you know, we're, we're not necessarily talking about the business and the sales of it, but like, in terms of making it. Like, what was your uh, your process? Did you have any good relationships with vendors out here, or did you have a easy time like getting the materials, getting it printed up, getting it, you know, right. made? Right. Um, that was a really a trial and error process. Like, it was nothing was easy, you know, with the clothing line. But I did make a lot of good connections and relationships doing it, though, that I was able to flourish and able to use when I went with strictly all of it for a time. So um, one vendor completely was Acme Prints. Like, they were, like, one of the main printing companies that I used, you know, with the clothing line. And I, they were, that was a great relationship for a good three or four years. And, okay. Uh, you know, they, they really help me learn about clothing like because i would come in and would just design but they would take the time to measure it on the shirts you know to tell me about my coloring you know really kind of just break down the design aspect and so it can transfer correctly over the shirts so that was probably one of my best connections during the clothing line because it taught me about how to actually get artwork ready to go on clothing that's real yeah um, another great connection I made from my clothing line days was my uh, a good friend of mine now. Her name is Tiffany, and she was my marketing and like branding consultant. Mm-hmm. You know, because you know it's great to have dope designs, but if no one's buying them, you know, just they don't go nowhere. Right. 
So she taught me the marketing and branding of, you know, doing clothing and things like that. A lot of her tactics and techniques she taught me, I still use today when I'm trying to market and brand my own. Right. So that was another great connection I made during my clothing days. I was able to learn from and apply to what I'm doing today. Word. Okay. Now that's dope, man. It's definitely all about making those connections. Like, you know, especially, you know, more like not more so but like especially for me i connect on the level of the uh learning you know from the vendor it's like you know because you just whip up some stuff send it over like yeah print that on that you know right. and then you get you get the quote back and you're like damn why it costs so much well, it's like, right. you're using, like, What's up with you're that? using <laughs> these colors like it's this much variation like the logo behind right. me actually i sent that in and i tried to get this embroidered like we were gonna do some hoodies mm-hmm. and uh mm-hmm. get this embroidered on the chest of the hoodie you know what i'm saying and Right. I've gotten this price to get some stuff done before, but then if you look at the design, it's like a camo pattern with the different greens right. and all that. And he gave me the mock-up, you know what I'm saying? He's like, yo, just for one, like to do the embroidery, it's going to be $45. You know right. <laughs> He's like, no. I'm like, damn, I can't even order 12 and get that down a little bit. Telling <laughs> like, you, you know, you know what I'm saying? saying? So it's just like, just understanding your designs and the intention behind it, like what you're trying to execute and then trying to right. go about it the best possible way to like, work with the vendor to keep like costs down unless you're trying to go right. for you know the pieces that are here's a 300 hoodie like you know what i'm saying and we would have to roll right. it out as that <laughs> that no real talk that's the hoodies going on <laughs> yeah i know exactly man we got to distress them find some kind of right. distressing to make it make it special so let's talk a little bit about like most of the stuff that you're doing today when it comes to your art um where are you applying most of your focus um, coming back into it, uh, it's been really just trying to get my style back. Um, like I said, I took a year off in 2021. So, you know, there was a little rest coming back to it, but I'm getting my style back and then I'm starting to concentrate on doing more than just iconic figures. Uh, but before my, my work was mostly a lot about iconic figures, you know, your Nipsey's, your Kobe's, your J. Cole's, you know, you know, cats like that who inspired me in my work, but I wanted to kind of break out more than just, hey, this guy's just those pieces of these, these iconic figures and legends and things like that. So I've been kind of, you know, concentrating more culturally on my work lately. Uh, actually, one of my most recent pieces uh, is called the, uh, the Divine Being. I was really inspired by, because I'm, I'm, I'm a very nerdy guy. I like comics and things like that. So, but I also want to apply that to, you know, a little bit of a culture piece. So I took a photo applied some special effects and some painting to make it look like, you know, some comics and things like that, you know, kind of, you know, work with the divine being piece that way, you know, have some black culture into it and things like that. So it kind of broke away from me just doing like a regular Kobe piece or something like that. Yeah. Man. So. Now you got some heat, dude. Like, I was just thinking about <laughs> when I got back here. I got the eye. Like, you, our very, it wasn't our first event, oh, it was our second man, event, bro, yeah. but you gifted us that purple eye that's on the stand. Like, yeah. bro, that's, that's at the top of my bookshelf, bro. Definitely one of my that's favorites. Dope. You know, Man, even I even like, about that piece. I don't know what celebrity that I was, but like you know, you definitely have like that creativity, celebrity or not. Like you know, what I'm saying that right. uniqueness about it. I think, uh, you know, maybe if it's not the celebrities, then you got some commissioned work that I've seen. You know, with you doing work either for other people, couples, or some like erotic artsy type of stuff you know what i'm saying so no nah, man it's, it's definitely glad you know good to hear that you back on it like the work that you did on my late night that was my first album you know the work you did for the late night project you know is like super valuable you know what i'm saying like i was yeah. glad we were able to connect on that because like again yeah. i don't get to spend a lot of time like you know that meeting we had at, at canes and all that shit just to set up all yeah. of that like most of the meetings i have is for i am root shit you know what i'm saying so for me to 
even back then in the busyness of like still doing all that I was doing, it was it was dope for me to be able to connect, you know what I'm saying, and focus on myself. So, I, you know, I always appreciate you for being a part of that process. And of course, you know what I'm saying, if ideas pop up and I think of you, you know what I'm saying, just because it's like you somebody, I, again, man, I'm big on relationships, bro. Even if we didn't do no work back at that, after that, uh, that panel, it's just like that constantly yeah. seeing you. I know we saw each other off and on at the Villas on Apache mm-hmm. and Tempe. Yeah. And then it's just like, yeah. you know what I'm saying, just seeing you, then the work mm-hmm. that you're doing with the clothing, it was just like constantly reminding like, y'all need to work with them. You know what I'm saying? It's just a reminder right. to right. stay connected. Cause again, bro, like genuine people are hard to come by, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm all for meeting new people and that's great, but it's just like, yo, you never really know uh you know who's who's been around you or what kind of things that they're on i just connected with uh gabe whitehead who was around asu his older brother christian was at asu too and it's just like i've seen i've known him for a decade but we ain't we ain't did no work you know what i'm saying and not too long ago we were able to to get some work in and like you start building towards you know what's next you know what i'm saying in terms of the right. visuals and the creative direction so in terms of collaborations man what's been your experience with collaborations in the valley Man, I love collaborating with people, bro. That's uh, one of my favorite things to do. I love collaborating with dope artists, just creating just dope work. That's I love doing it. Um, actually, recently I just collabed on a photo shoot with a with a dope photographer in the valley because uh, I have a media company. You know, I'm getting back off the ground. You know, we're specializing in video and photography. Set up a shoot, and you know, this, this I've known him for a long time. You know, he's a, he's a musician and made that transition to photographer. You know, we we haven't been able to work together like you said often, but I've known him for so long, and this is a project got to collab on. So it was just yeah. it was a fun time, it was dope, and I can't wait to get the pictures back because I know they're gonna be heat. Right. So I just it's so much fun to collab with dope artists because you get to you get to meet new people, you get to see different styles, how people work. It's just you know you combine ideas and see what you can pull from each other, just create this dope concept. So nice. So. And the next thing I want to throw out there to you, and we're not trying to slander nobody, but like, I mm-hmm. want to talk about, you know, for artists who are offering commission services, because like me as a music producer and audio engineer, I'm constantly working with clients to help them execute their vision. And I feel like as a visual artist, you know what I'm saying, when, you've, when you're getting commissioned works, there is, and in my space, I experience this as well. So I'm just saying in general, artists who are doing services for folks, um, there's a little bit of a you know, disconnect between what they want and how they explain that to you, you know what I'm saying? So what's been your process with like revisions and like, you know, just as you grew, you know, like my early conversations about revisions was like, yeah, you know, just let me know what you think and then, you know, boom. But now it's like, yo, in the very beginning, I'm talking through like, all right, here's what you're looking for, right? Here's an example of that, right? Blah, blah, blah. So what's been your experience, you know what I'm saying? Just working with clients. Uh, my experience has been for one, I put everything in writing. Right, I, I'm big on contracts or agreements, whatever your verbiage you want to use. I'm big on getting some paperwork signed because I want to make sure that these are the details we spoke about. This is what I'm doing for you. This is my time frame price. If you sign it, you're agreeing to it. That's what we're, we're going to stick. With. So I love. I'm big on getting contracts agreements signed. And then when it comes to things like, you know, when you've got revisions or changes and stuff, then I'm very upfront at the beginning saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. Give me every piece of information and detail you want for this particular commission, whatever you can think of. If it's the color, if it's a certain type of hair, if it's, you know, a certain pose, if it's a certain person, any details you want or can give me so I can make this piece kind of closer to what you're thinking, I need that upfront. 
And then on top of that, I'm up front too, how many revisions you're going to get. Hey, this I gave you three revisions, I gave you four revisions before pricing starts to increase. So I'm very upfront about those type of details. I'm going to put it in writing, you're going to sign it, and then I'll get started. Okay, now that's real. Have you had any experiences with like, yo, man, we go way back, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. <laughs> are those, I mean, I, as you're older, I feel like it's, you know, easier to have those conversations because you've experienced mm-hmm. but those early days was that difficult for you trying to like you know at the point in which you're trying to make money from this you know what i'm saying and now you have mm-hmm. some folks obviously you're willing to moms auntie cousin mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. whatever you got your people but then there's the people that you would do it for you know what i'm saying but it's right. like yo you got it like it's not like you don't right. have it bro right. you could right. you could patriot not as much you could <laughs> you know what i'm saying pay for my services so yeah how has that been for you? Was it stressful as like an emerging um, artist? Did it like cause you any kind of anxiety or? It just, it took some getting used to, especially when, like you said, when it's like a friend or you know, family member or someone you're close to, um, you know, you don't want to be, you, you can't do it for free, but you can't do it for 50 bucks either. Right. So, you know, I had to get used to, you know, just you know, telling people, like, hey man, you know, this is what I'm charging. If you're trying to get this, you know, play this up front. And then, you know, I you know, once I'm done, I need this amount at the end. And, you know, if they try to, oh, man, you know, I, I appreciate that, fam. If you, if you don't want to pay that, I get it. I can put you in contact someone that may be more your price range, but if you wanted me to do this. Ah, this nigga's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'll put you in contact with somebody. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I know some people have a certain, price range they want to do you know what i'm saying you come to me maybe my price range is too high i respect that yeah so and i know people who are starting out i know people who are midway i know people who are working full-time worth of doing so i can put you in contact with someone who's going to be more your price range depending on what you're looking for that's real that's real yeah. man and i put myself in a situation i can't lie because like obviously like doing my music and then doing the iron root the events and stuff is separate but like being the owner of the Iron Root brand, often a lot of the services that I could trade with people who are into that, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, is like my personal art shit. Like, you know what I'm saying, they'll, they'll mm-hmm. want to beat for doing a performance at a show. You know what I'm saying, like, right. you gave me 10 minutes and I got to spend three hours like producing this beat and then you get to take it and make money. That's, that's a different conversation, but I was super young, right. you know what I'm saying, and I'm just like, yo, I just need to connect with this artist. We need to get the platform up, so I'll bang out a beat for this nigga, no problem. And, you know, right. or it'll turn right. into... All right, I'm no longer doing that because like beats turn into songs, turn into sales, turn into something else. Mm-hmm. Where I could, all right, mm-hmm. co- you got a song that you're trying to record, I'll exchange studio time. You know what I'm saying? Right. But even that, right. it's like it's just me. You know what I'm saying? Whereas the Iron Root brand needs so much. It's like I need, I need eight performers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Maybe six of them get paid, two of them want to trade or whatever the, the situation right. is. I just found right. myself like really stretching myself thin. You know what I'm saying? in search of the opportunity or there was even times where i would just sign up for shit bro. i was taking pictures i was editing stuff i'm making flyers bro i'm just doing everything to keep the name fresh like you know what i'm saying at the top you know what i'm saying where i'm risking my bottom line or i'm risking what i really want out of it uh by taking on like different ventures and stuff like that so now i definitely connect with you on that level oh it looks like you froze up you still here can you hear me mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I can hear you, bro. Okay, hold on one second. Let me see if we can uh, get you the video me? back. Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. It's just you yeah, still. Yeah, yeah. All right, there you are. You, you back, you back. Okay, All right, okay. cool. I just wanted to make All sure right, we good. had you. Uh, but yeah, no, nah, I mean, not to ramble too much, but no, nah, I definitely connect there. When I was younger, bro, I was signing up and doing everything, and 
I wasn't really focused mm-hmm. on like, damn, how much stress is this causing me? How much work do I got to put in to like be cool? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because I wanted people to like me. I wasn't from Arizona. I'm from LA. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? So I'm right. just trying to like get my name out there and like do shit for people exposure. and connect you know what i'm saying then it was just like all right i don't think i need any more expo- exposure you know yeah. what I'm saying? i think <laughs> at, this, at this point you know what i'm saying it's, it's affordable bro like it's not you know because yeah. my studio's at the crib so my prices are were fairly affordable for a studio that's right. in an apartment you know what i'm saying again right. i'm not like charging you salt mine numbers but again right. like my time is valuable because right. i i feel like i'm good at what i do you know what i'm saying and right. i worked with artists to you know execute that so Right. We're gonna get off of the off of this topic, you know, because I can go all day. My experience okay. on this, I'm sure you can as well. We're gonna lighten right. it up a little bit, man. What's up? Okay. Uh, you know, the pandemic was definitely something, and it's you know still ongoing, but it's been something that sat down a lot of people. You know, what I'm saying for reasons, uh, for health reasons, or just you know just because they can't work because their job is shut down. And I know that you talked a little bit about in 2021 that you took a break from mm-hmm. doing art. Um, mm-hmm what uh what things were you able we're gonna look at the positive side of it you know pandemic was what it was we all know what time it was on that front but like you know in that experience were you able to like either learn some things about yourself or your process that then caused you to want to take that break and like refocus you know saying were there any highlights during the pandemic that you know either opened you up as an individual you know i'm saying or it's just with your art um there were some good highlights from after 2020 Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 2020, like you said, sat me down. Like, I didn't really do a lot in 2020. Like, when it happened, especially the type of artist I was at the time, I did a lot of events, and I did a lot of, you know... First Fridays. Yeah, a lot of First Fridays, things like that. So, when things got shut down, it shut down a good portion of what I was doing at the time. So, I really had to kind of chill out, you know, do what I could in the house, but, you know, I wasn't able to really push like I wanted to. And then after that, twenty, you know, I, I ended up finding my lady in twenty twenty, and then going into twenty twenty one. That's a how I say, man, it can't be all bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely found my. That, I mean, I definitely found my lady in twenty twenty. Yeah, and then twenty twenty one, you know, we we got serious, and a lot of other personal things happened that I wanted to concentrate on. So, you know, I, I was blessed enough to buy a house in twenty one as well. So, going through that process and getting that ready, I was like, you know, let me concentrate on the personal over here. So, you know, when I get things, you know, done and steady, I go back to the business, which I'm doing in 2022. So, wow, that's amazing. I mean, yeah, yeah. So definitely some good highlights. And like you said, my lady got the house now, you know, we kind of steady. So I'm able to kind of push my, my brand and my artwork and my business harder now because, you know, we're, we're settled. Right, right. They got that motivation factor there too, man. Right, you man, to, man. You how you got it? You know, everything set up. She looking around right. like, right. You know, this, this art everywhere. We could turn this into a, <laughs> you know. So no, definitely, man. That's great. I definitely, uh, you know, I'm proud of you, bro. I'm glad to see it. You know, what I'm saying like, oftentimes. Even for me, it's hard. To, it was hard for me to take a break and like sit myself down, like realizing. I mean, it was kind of helpful in a way. Honestly, our numbers were kind of taking a hit and. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And I was just like, yo, we need it. We need something. You know what I'm saying? But I can't right. look past the next two weeks. I got to I gotta focus on what's right in front of me. You know what I'm saying? And when it right. happened, uh, you know, life and stuff was very unfortunate. But throughout that process, I really got to look internally. You know what I'm saying? And like, yo, 
here's the things that we should stop doing. You know, here's the things right. that we should focus on doing. Even though I can't do it right now, you know, I'm gonna spend all my time thinking about when it's go time, like what's that next mm -hmm. step? You know, the conference we've been planning since 2019, but even that yeah. was just like, that's more of the direction of what's next. You know what I'm saying? It's like, right. you know, continuing to be enlightened, but continuing to like enlighten folks that are coming up. Cause like, I just hit 30 last month, you know what I'm saying? So for me, it's like, nice. for me, it's like, yo, it's other cats coming up at ASU like we were, you know what I'm saying? That's probably looking to do shit, you know what I'm saying? And, and get it going in their own way. And for me to, you know what I'm saying, not be a resource when I'm I'm literally like still a quarter of a mile away. I don't know for how long, but like, you know what I'm saying, while I'm here, I do want to be a resource and like put on game. Even though it's not like top of the top and I'm not making all the money in the world from it, but I, I got experiences. Like you got experiences, you know what I'm saying? Those surface level experiences that, you know, entrepreneurs and creatives coming up will have to experience for themselves. But like we were right. talking about knowing the history of the game, you know what I'm saying? When we were coming up, maybe YouTube and shit isn't as good as it was. Then it was pretty good, but like shit's a lot better now. You can get on Twitch and watch people and really understand mm -hmm. and break down whatever topic you want to look into. And it's just, you know, for us, just being an entry level position for those folks where, you know what I'm saying? Right. Here's a resource. Here's a group that I could tap in with that's going to tap me in with other folks that are doing things. So that's again why I appreciate you for sending in that video. No, for the conference, you're going to be on the panel and then you're going to be out of town and then you're pretty right. flexible, you know what I'm saying? To shoot me the video. But you know what I'm saying? For me, it's like, again, I want to put folks like you who've, who've right. experienced all types of things, you know what I'm saying, success, failures, you know what I'm saying, like working with a brand in person, like, you know what I'm saying, I've seen you at multiple different places and you've always pulled up to Iron Root events. Anytime I hit you up looking for someone that's willing to vent, you pull up, you got, even how you break, I mean, you do this, bro, like, you know, one thing I admire about the setup, bro, is it's concise, like, boom, you got everything, boom, you roll up, pop it out, you know what I'm saying, it's real, like, legit to you know and as a as a as, as the business entity you know what i'm saying like that's super helpful for me you know what i'm saying i'm hope right. hoping that i made the circumstances comfortable for you as a vendor but oh, yeah. like ultimately oh, yeah. like you know what I'm saying you was always someone that i knew that i did not have to worry about like at all you right. know what i'm saying if it's right. sending him help you know to pull it in it was like yo now nah, i got it it's gonna be on this cart i'm gonna just wheel it in and i'm good like <laughs> no. you know what i'm saying i'm sorry Whew. one less thing yeah, i gotta stress yeah. about because again like you know i try to be courteous because again once the lights start my mind is everywhere you know what i'm saying so while i can be attentive and while i can be helpful i try to be because the moment someone calls me you know and then it's like whatever that problem is and then the next person that needs right. me is that problem and then i may not see you right. for another 30 you know what i'm saying but just right. knowing like yo he good he locked in so no yeah. you've always been one, you know what I'm saying, consistently like present if I needed you, you know what I'm saying, to pull up to a event if I invited you out. Um, but then prepare too, man. Your preparation is no joke. Appreciate you, bro. Appreciate you. And then, like you said, the relationships, because I mean, we've done a lot of events together now. So I know if you thought me, I got an event going on, it's just nothing because I know it's gonna, the event's going to be professional. It's going to be put together. It's not going to be no issues. And that's why I'm like, it's easy for me to come do an Iron Root event because I know it's going to be. It's going to be proper, it's going to be professional, it's going to be a good time, too. And people come out and show love to that. I know as a vendor, when I'm setting up, I really, I'm not just going to be making $5 for like five hours of work. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You have events where people come, they want to, you know, want to support, want to participate, they show love to vendors. So it's easy to do shows like that on a consistent basis where people are calling you. You're like, yeah, I want to do that show because I know it's going to be beneficial to everybody's involved. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yeah. And so... And speaking on that, do you have 
Um, what are some super, and it don't have to be ours, bro. Like, I appreciate yeah. you, the look. Thank you. You yeah. know what I'm saying? <laughs> and scene. You know what I'm saying? No, that wasn't an act. That was real. But, like, yeah. I would just want to throw out there, like, places that you vended in Arizona that was just, like, really good for your business or your exposure. Um, and places that you would recommend other folks that are either coming up to, like, yo, now that things are opening back up, these places yeah. are probably going to be doing shit again. Like, you should look yeah. to try to get some exposure in these spots. Mm-hmm. Uh, three three uh, events off top I can say. One is the uh, Pancakes and Booze show. That's like a, it's a traveling art show. They come to Phoenix like probably two or three times a year. Mm-hmm. And it gives a really, really good crowd for us, you know, for people who are trying to get seen, especially new artists who are trying to get work out there. It's, it's low cost and it can be high reward too. So you know, some artists can make a little bit of money doing that too. So that's definitely one show I would suggest that people can do is the Pancakes and Blues show. Okay. Um, another show that was really popular for me when I was starting to really get my ground. I don't know if they come out here anymore, but it's called Trap Art. Trap Art. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 They were a traveling show, but it's when you know since the pandemic, I don't know if they're really traveling like that outside of Cali. Mm. Um, I did travel to to Cali one time to do a Trap Art show out there. It was worth it. So if you're you know someone wants to travel. You know, Cali's right next door. It's called Trap Art. You know, great crowd, good exposure, and people do show love to, to artists and directors, too. Okay. Um, so we got Pancakes another and one, Blues, Trap Art. Yeah, gotcha. Trap Art. And then the third one, the local, is the AZ Hip Hop Fest. Okay. Um, yeah, I did that like three years in a row. And at the time, Antoinette, she was, you know, she was, she was telling the like, AZ yeah. Art Walk. So, yeah, she was the plug. So it was really easy to, for us to get in. You know, she took care of you know of us contact. You know, she she was really on top of making sure the artists were not only prepared, but then they had proper space to showcase the thing. So because of her hard work doing on the artwork with that, you know, as an artist coming in, I was able to set up showcase. And I made some you know some really good connections to other artists in the valley. So and those are the three like off top that I'd be like, yeah, these are definitely the events that really helped me grow, meet people further my exposure and really my income as well okay now nah, dope i'm gonna definitely throw up graphics for all of those so that folks are able yeah. to you know that don't know can definitely look into them i don't i think i've definitely sure. heard of pancakes and booze the other two i'm pretty mm-hmm. familiar with uh, mm-hmm. obviously hip-hop i do a lot of hip-hop music so yeah. some of the artists yeah. that i produce with or work with perform there I think the yeah. first time I experienced it, I was filming some stuff for Ash. I mean, again, bro, I was doing anything. I was filming for like $25 a night. You know what I'm saying? I'll come through and film an artist. Like, so Ashton was using Man. those services. He'll hit me up. I'll yeah. come through and get up close on stage while he's rapping. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Just, just mm-hmm. be that guy. Again, just trying to get out there, be on the scene. But that's where I got first introduced to RTU or, you know, folks putting on the um, uh, mm-hmm. AZ Hip Hop Fest. So, now that's amazing. What a... What uh, what music are you listening to? I mean, I know somebody just dropped mm-hmm. two days ago, so you know that's what I've been locked in on. I can't lie. But uh, <laughs> what you've been listening to, man? Yeah, you know, same here, same here. <laughs> <laughs> I've been uh, that that has definitely been all weekend for me. Uh, but before that, Pusha T, uh, the song was dry. I was heavy mm-hmm. with Pusha T album. I'm a, I'm a Pusha T fan. Uh, before that, um, album wise, I was real heavy on Wiz Khalifa. Oh, okay. Because he, yeah, he dropped the album at the end of 2021, uh, Wiz Got Wings. Wow, really? I think Definitely I missed that completely. That. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> slid that yeah. in there. He's been working out, bro. I haven't been paying attention yeah. to too much Wiz, <laughs> and they just threw that out there. Right. 
Right. Um, definitely. Will's got wings. That's heavy. And I was real. I took it back for a while because I, I recently completed a, uh, a Wu-Tang piece. Mm. So uh, I, I was real happy for Wu-Tang for a good month. Like in the 36 chambers, I was sitting the individuals, only been for Cuban links. Yeah. Title, like I was sitting them all because I was getting in my Wu Tang mode to get the piece right. done. So I was more heavy Wu Tang for a while. So, and then uh, another one, Isaiah Rashad, Isaiah Rashad, um, TDE. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. He came out of the album last year, The House is Burning, and that's still in heavy rotation for me now. So yeah. That was definitely. <laughs> Man, I've been enjoying his music since Shot You Down. That was a, our introductory, oh, yeah. but it was like, yeah, all right. You know, just the mindset the the texture and the voice like all of mm-hmm. that like how 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 it came across you know what i'm saying and then all black hippie got on it and made it crazy yeah. and now like, all right you yes know sir so yes I enjoy sir just like what he comes out with you know what i'm saying and so that's a good one that's yeah for sure i mean i guess i'm a tde i guess kind of biased bro i'm from la tde it's, it's super biased but like you know that's i like it for sure but the camp has talent though the camp got talent it's not like they got bums in there everybody who comes out with something is he right yeah so, and they're super I mean, unique TD, or, TD you know? is a, yeah exactly so, yeah it's just too TD many TD is definitely camp. you check out i know i'm changing the subject because i'm trying to get what you're listening to but uh the other yeah, dude yeah. that they just signed uh damn i just was looking him up vaughn ray vaughn oh ray vaughn I haven't checked him. Is he any good? Man, there's this freestyle he did on LA Leakers last year. Like when they announced mm-hmm. that they signed him, he dropped the freestyle that same day. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard too much of the music since then, but that freestyle I enjoyed. You know, it, could de- it definitely came off as written or whatever, but still, it was like, yo, right. all right, this this nigga's coming with some shit. So to that okay. to that point of like who they have, I always like you know the people that they signed from you know SZA and they got this new chick out called I don't know how to pronounce. Mm-hmm. It. I think it's Dochi D O. E C H I I. You know what I'm saying? She got that persuasive song and it's just a bop and it's just like everybody's just doing their thing, you know what I'm saying? And it's good to see like creatives allowed to like create, you know what I'm saying? And not everybody is forced right. to like, yo, we need that top forty hit today. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Right. Every a bunch of Drake minions or you know what I'm saying, just carbon copies of the next big thing, right. like in order to, to go up. Uh, right. but yeah, are there any new artists that are coming out? Not T D E but just across that you're thinking like maybe you know, got some potential to to really shape some stuff up. Um, I know there's a. I'm not gonna lie, I don't know his name, but I want to say it's Coaster or something like that. He had a really, really dope freestyle that mm. went viral, and it, the freestyle gave me very ODB type vibes. Mm. Like his style was very ODB type, and I'm keeping my eye on him because I'm like, let me see what he gonna do because. For him to take an ODB type rhyme style and flow the way he did, uh, that's some skill. Right. So I, I'm, I'm a sh- I'll shoot you the name. I'll shoot you the okay, name. Okay, yeah, once you figure it out. Yeah. You know, I try to. I got you. Look it up. Now, that's dope yeah. too. Like, it, it, when you. And like, all of the cats started coming with this, like, nostalgia, you know, for folks. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, Griselda, mm-hmm. like, them being able to really pop off during a time like this you know what i'm saying where everything is these trap uh derivatives you know what i'm saying they got mm-hmm. some elements of trap and even drills like yo cats can mm-hmm. really still give you that shit that you you cannot do like this versus you know this other just stuff like you going yep. crazy you know but it's, it's still right. good music but it's just like that nostalgia but you know still seeing that be able to exist because like from a label perspective or for the people providing funding they're just looking at the top charts and it's just like yo that don't sound like what's at the top right now you know what i'm saying but understanding that niche markets could still like provide you so much like 
I don't want to say prop like profit. You know, so at the end of the day, like you right. don't have to make it general. You know, what I'm saying to for your artist to pop or to have success. Right. And uh, just to pick it back up on that Griselda, that whole Griselda camp is uh, that's a problem. Every one of them. Right. That, that being the butcher album, that was fire. Man. Man, for sure. I just love to see it, yeah. bro. Like again, as a yeah. as a as a art as an artist, you know what I'm saying, but also as someone who is just like, yo, I don't necessarily make stuff to like be what's popular, you know what I'm saying? I'm just going about life making art and being an artist, you know what I'm saying? Whatever comes right. come uh from that, you know what I'm saying? And just seeing other artists be able to do that. I'm sure there's still label pressures. I know they had to each do like the individual album for their deal with the other, you know what I'm saying? So still like these little plays that happen, but in general, when folks are able to create from a place of just like wanting to create, it's like the art comes across better, you know. Because then in five years, we're hearing from the artists like, oh, I want out of my deal, you know, I put out these last three albums because they was bullshit, and it's just like, right, damn, bro, right. like, fuck, so you where's, know, the, kinda... where's the artistry? Where's the artistry? Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, and then on the visual, on the visual tip, man, are there any either designers or you know, painters or anybody? Even on the visual side of things, uh, I said visuals again, but I mean video, like uh, film type stuff uh, that inspire you or, you know what I'm saying, even movies, whatever. Uh, movies, the wise that inspire me, um, I'm, I'm a big movie buff, I'm not going to lie. Okay. I, I love I love movies, like, and I've seen a lot. A lot of movies? Okay. So, yeah, I've seen a lot of movies. Um, but one that I can say that truly one of my favorites that I go to and watch a lot. He's going to laugh at this, but it's Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump? Nah, that's a good one, man. Forrest Gump. <laughs> Forrest Gump is one of my all-time favorite movies. Like, It's just a, a really good movie to watch. It gives a good feel. Like, the story is just so much fun to to watch visually. It's just, I love watching Forrest Gump. That's, oh, that's a movie. Yeah. That's a go-to for me. So, um, that one, you know, I love you know Marvel movies. Those are fun to watch. I get a lot of inspiration that to do like comic work. Mm-hmm. I love some Marvel movies and a good mob movie too, like some Godfather, you know, no Mobster, um, Goodfellas, something like that. Like I always get in a very creative sense. I don't know why, but when I watch a mob movie, I immediately want to go to the computer and start painting something. So, right. There's definitely some things for me, man, that I'll watch like documentaries or something like that. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm locked in now. I need to, I need to See? get to my creative yep. space and like, and really go there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. What are uh? So it's random, you know what I'm saying? But like growing up, mm-hmm. I didn't get to I didn't get to watch a lot of uh like popular popular movies. Um, mm-hmm. and then you know my grandma grew up in a Christian household, so she didn't play about no mm-hmm. witchcraft or like too much violence, you know what I'm saying? Same here. <laughs> until I got outside of that, I got you know exposed to other things. But I did get to sneak, man. I used to climb to the top of the 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 closet and grab players club or i'll grab baby right. boy get the vhs right. and pop it in like what are some of your i mean maybe top three hood classics top three hood classics uh first one that comes to mind boys in the hood okay boys in the hood uh definitely one of my tops uh higher learning is definitely up there higher learning um, higher learning definitely higher learning and then school days school days okay yeah yeah Ah, oh, that's all. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I love school yeah. days, man. I love school days. That's a classic. Spike Lee is one of my Dean, favorites. Big Brother Almighty. Oh, yes, sir. Dean Julian. <laughs> no, <laughs> Dean. It was all. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. That was awesome. Ah, so. oh, yeah, it's tough, man. I don't I'm even know if I could though. do that. 
I got. I'm not gonna lie. I gotta throw Friday in there too. Friday, Friday's right? always a good place. Oh man, you know what I'm I, I, I feel the, bad not mentioning it. <laughs> you know, just the cast and just everybody, what they become. It's it's crazy, yeah. man. Nah, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah, nah. I love school days. I love all of those. For me, mm-hmm. maybe if I had to just go, because again, I didn't write these questions down. I'm not the, mm-hmm. I'm not the premier interviewer. You know, so I just right. thought of it right now. Hood classics, boom, go. Um, but no, nah, man, I love. Friday definitely, man. For sure. Yeah. I don't I don't have an order though. I don't know which is what. They just popping up. I ain't even mad. And because I'm from the island, man, I got throwing shatas. I love shatas. It it's oh, not man. it's more for sentimental value, you know what I'm saying? Then we ain't gonna talk about the cinematics, but like right. it, it just meant a lot. That's <laughs> a whole classic though. That is a whole classic. Man, and then and then I love the wood. I love the wood. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So these are just personal picks, man. I ain't willing to go to Twitter battle for them, but those, <laughs> those are the ones that I definitely rock with. Or I find myself watching a lot. But, like, my yeah. favorite movie of all time, that's not a hook classic. My top two. One could be considered It's All About the Benjamins. But then my other favorite mm-hmm. movie was Black Swan, bro. For a while, it was Black Swan. Yeah, just because okay. of, like, the storyline, bro, and just mm-hmm. kind of how it all unfolded. Like, for me, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe back then I wasn't as in the movie, so my bar was super low. You know, because again it was like, yo, I didn't want to, I don't want to just like, yo, my shit is uh the wood. You know what I'm saying? Right. They, they're just like, ah, oh, oh, his his palette is urban. Right, like, Black right. Swan. I, I I love the meaning, but man, they'd be like Black Swan. What? It's like, oh, this nigga's a poet. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh. no. For a while I did enjoy. I got I probably got a new one now, but. I don't know. Even today, bro, I find myself watching more TV. You know, not TV, yeah. but like these yeah. shows that are insecure or, mm-hmm. you know, back before Kevin Spacey fucked it up, uh, House of Cards was like something that was like, you know what I'm saying, popping for me. I would watch mm-hmm. that show consistently. And then it was just yeah. like, yeah, it's nothing they could do with that now. But like Snowfall yeah. and Power and these other shows that are kind of giving See, us this excitement. I'm literally catching up on Snowfall now. I just started season five and I started oh, nice. season one. Yeah, so. Snowfall's been actually like the show I've been watching lately. Okay, no, I love that one yeah. for sure. Like I put one of my homies onto it, and you could tell, man, that it was a long time ago when I watched season one because yeah. he coming yeah. to work and this nigga like, yo, hey, man, why they do him like this? I'm like, where you right. at? Like, so oh, yeah, no, I'm on. <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta refresh my memory and shit. Like, oh damn, they did do that. that? Like, <laughs> I'm like, yo, did so and so come in yet? He's like, nah, who's right. that? I'm like, okay, nah, that's that's a whole other season, bro. <laughs> That's funny. That's true, though. So, had you been seeing it, and then eventually you just like, oh, let me see what this is about, or did someone say like, yo, you need to watch oh, it, bro? Everybody was uh, like, all my boys were like, every time so I said like, I ain't seen Snowfall. Everybody's like, you ain't seen Snowfall. You got that same reaction. Like, so, same reaction. So I was like, man, let me just. And me and my lady started it, and she it was a little too much for her. She was like, I'm good on this. I'm like, I gotta keep it pushing. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I've been watching it, and man, I've been like, I've been into it. That's like, funny. I just finished season four, and I went to see. I'm like, yeah, let, me, let me go ahead and finish this up since season five is the last one. So, right. I'm definitely enjoying it. So, what's the protocol? I mean, there she gave you an exit, but like in general, if y'all watching shows together, there is there a like, all right, I'm gonna keep watching, and then she catch up on her own, or is like, yo, don't go to the next episode without me. Like we have our shows we watch together, so we'll be like, you want to watch this together? Yeah, okay. So neither of us gonna watch it without the other. But if it's like we watch a show, I'm like, I'm not feeling this. She's like, well, I like. It. I'm like, well, you can go ahead. 
Right, right. Uh, and then it's just uh, like free yeah. range. It's like when she said it was too much, it's like, all right, I'm about to binge this. I'm good, like. I'm about to binge this tonight. Right. I'm like, so you done then, right? Let me just make sure, like. Right, I'm nah, for sure. For sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah, nah, yeah. definitely, man. Well, hope you enjoy the rest of this this season. You know what I'm saying? I think they got one no, more after this. Will. I think they're doing, uh, and that should be dope. Um, let me see what we got. Oh, we have 46 minutes. Damn, we've been rolling, bro. My bad. I don't mean to keep you too long. I'm like, you're looking at the clock like that. All right, so let me see. What's a... Uh, how do I want to wrap you? Uh, so yeah, in terms of like, I mean, because we coming from snowfall, we talking about that crack rock, <laughs> and now we gotta talk about uplifting some shit real quick. Uh, right, what's been right, some right. great piece of advice that you received, like you know, saying throughout your journey from anybody that's entered? It could be a grandparent, it could be a business partner. What's been like some key advice that you know you look back at and it's like, yeah, this really helped me. Yeah, um, I know one piece of advice immediately comes to mind was. Actually, the guy who does my printing now, he's, he's, his name is Maynard, uh, Maynard Breeze. Breeze, yeah. I, I yeah, found yeah. him through Antoinette, man. Me too, me too. I hey, man, shout out Antoinette, Antoinette the super plug, bro. The super, super plug. plug. She, don't put, she don't put so many on to so many. Like, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, and that's exactly why she's getting what she's getting. I know it's a sidebar, oh, yeah. but like all the yeah. love and praise and success she's right. receiving is yep. because of that. Like, she's a genuine she's person so that looked out for sure. Facts. Facts. Um, but you know, through her plug, man, he, I remember one time he told me that I, I got a piece printed from him. Uh, it, actually, it was my Nipsey piece when Nipsey first when Nipsey first passed. I did a piece for him, and I got it printed. And I told him it, it was, the print came out beautiful. And I said, then I said, man, I don't want to sell this. And he told me, then he said, just, he said, come on, TK. He said, don't ever get attached to any of your pieces where you don't want to sell. And I, that that really put us. I'm like, that's true because I mean, as artists, you know, we get so connected to pieces we make because we put so much time, effort, yeah. and just really our blood, sweat, and tears into them. We get connected to these pieces, but at the same time, like we're trying to make it as entrepreneurial, self-employed business, we have to make sure that we can't get too connected to where we don't want to sell a piece if someone wants to buy it. Yeah. So that was a great piece of advice for me because I'm like, you know what? I, I really do got to make sure I don't get too connected where I don't want to accept money from someone. You know, someone's trying to buy my work. Yeah, no, nah, that's real. That's real. And I, I often face that dilemma in the music space, yeah. bro, because I make music, but I make beats, but I also write. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? So imagine I'm sitting there cooking up, and I'm like, oh, oh shit, there's no way I'm giving this away. <laughs> this is my beat. Like, I'm going to write right. to this. I'm going to record to this. And I do that a lot, bro. And, and I'll record, and then I don't do anything with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, bro, I could have easily mm -hmm. sold that. Got that off. Whatever, if my idea was great or if it was bad, whatever it was, but I'm just like, right. sometimes it just sit on my computer because I get tired of it. You know, I play that shit over right. and over again, go from the computer to the shower, replaying it constantly right. or whatever. So, no, I definitely connect. Right. And I'm going to use that advice, man. I need to use it more because, again, yeah. I, I get attached. Like, I did some commission work definitely. not too long ago for like a, a Christian TV broadcast, you know? Mm -hmm. So, I'm making that dramatic, cinematic stuff and it's sounding right. crazy. And I'm yeah. working on like a poetry tape, you know what I'm saying? So, I'm like, man, a little bit of this little. <laughs> crazy vibe but like on some of that kendrick where you're going crazy with the right, with the right. piano on the back type shit it's like for me i hear that and i'm like yo i could do this with that but i gotta remember yo i'm working on this commission you know what i'm saying so i'm trying to get them three <laughs> options to look at so now i gotta right. make a whole nother beat because i want one of them you know what i'm saying or right. whatever the case is but now i need to do a little more because there are times where i need to yo this is mine and take it but this the ones mine. that can be for sale i just need to 
let go a, a little a little yeah. more because I don't put out as much music. But also for myself, bro, I don't I don't know if I want to be that. Like I'm not trying to be the face, like this popular rap artist. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I'm the root. Like I, I, you know, Dom root. Like again, I'm not a branch. Right. I'm not the apple. Like I, I'm I'm behind the scenes, and I genuinely enjoy that right. process. But I get inspired, right. bro. I get inspired, and I'm just like, yo, I, I need to get on this, bro. Right. <laughs> So I get that. I get that. And it's like you said, you gotta keep telling yourself, Doug, you know, even those those gems that you love, like let me just let me just put it out there to see what happens. You know what I'm saying? And let someone mm-hmm. else take it. You know, cause there's times too I'll record a demo for someone. I'm like, yo, here's it, here's this, bro. You take it and you do your thing, you know, and I'll have an artist right. like, nah, bro, like actually I'm just gonna I'm gonna take the second verse, like you keep yours <laughs> on there. Even the song that I have out is called Suede, you know what I'm saying? I wrote it for mm-hmm. the homie that's on the track with me, Lee Water. You know what I'm saying? Right. I wrote the hook, I wrote a verse, and I'm like, you don't need need to sing my verse, bro. I just here's an example, you know what I'm saying? Or you could, or you could take it, it's yours. Whatever you want to do right. with this, this concept is yours from the beat to the words. And then he right. hit me with that, uh, nah man, you sound crazy on here, bro. Like let me just take the second verse. But it's a song with me singing, you know what I'm saying? And again, mm-hmm. I I'm not that confident. I can do poetry, I can even rap right. and get my shit off, but like when you when you talk about confidence in comparison, like my singing voice and my poetry voice, mm-hmm. I got way more confidence standing up in a room full of people doing a poem than I do like hitting a note. You know what I'm saying? Because like right. we got right. some greats like in the history of singing, and I'm not that. Like you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> so like on that right. on that front, it's just like yo, I'm, I'm learning to grow. You know what I'm saying? Because again, I'm just like yo, either and stop making the demos because it's going to push me to have to sing more but you know again it's all art you know what i'm saying so it was fun to be able to like get to do that and get the idea off but ideally in my brain it would have been him like doing that whole thing you know what i'm saying and i would have right. been just as happy as like my verse being on the song because again i don't need the celebrity you know what i'm saying i just love making right. the art and <laughs> ultimately getting paid for it you know what i'm saying i don't want to just make the art and do yeah. nothing but no, to to that, um, I would say for you, man. What's uh? So that's like a little bit of you know, m- me rambling off the edge of that. But I do want to ask. Um, I mean, I, man, that Maynard one is is so dope. So it's hard to like get off of that. But like, yeah. what would be some advice that you would give to some folks? You know, it's either doing di- uh visual art or just performative art, um, in the climate that we're in, man. Because like. I feel like there's so much information out there, right, for the artist to be able to Google something or YouTube something and look it up and all these revenue streams, right, or this TikTok inspiration. You're watching stuff on TikTok and you influence to do this and do that. It's so much out there. Like, how do, you know, or in what ways would you recommend artists, like, navigate these spaces where they're trying to figure out what their voice is, you know, but then they have all these other, I don't, intrusive, like, ideas that are popping around like yo you can make money doing this you can make money doing this when essentially you should be focusing on like what you want to do what's important for you like how would you get that message across to somebody uh for one uh like you just said everybody's on tiktok everybody's on instagram twitter all that so don't compare to every yourself to everybody else you see you know everybody has their own genuine trait everybody has their own genuine style so you can't compare yourself to everybody else you see because for one, that can that sometimes that can get you down. Like for example, you post something, you put a hard work, a lot of hard work in, you know, that post gets twenty likes. But you know, you see someone you're comparing your, yourself to, they they post something that you, know, you probably feel that's half as good as yours, they get two hundred fifty likes. So you're looking at yours, you're like, oh, I guess they're better than me because they got more likes. They ain't like, 
You know what I'm saying? Don't compare yourself to, you know, other people you see. Just continue to put your work in and your time's up. That's so, real. Yeah. It's like, don't yeah. compare your day one to their day 365. Like, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, they've been on this for a while. So right. if you are, like, just look back at where they were when they started. You know what I'm saying? Those humble right. beginnings. If you know, Most people, you can you can see that, that storyline. If you're on their page, you right. scroll down to the beginning of when right. they first post and they had the Galaxy 4. You know what I'm saying? And they look right. like an Android character. You know what I'm right. saying? And to, right. to now their content is crazy they got the 4k right. 8k cameras and they're doing whatever exactly. it is you know that's that's some real advice too because yeah. like i mean yeah. even as a person that's been in my space for a while i watch some shit and i'm like yo easy i could i could do that like you know what i'm saying and then yeah. i'm just like yeah. allocating my brain power and my resources to trying to recreate this thing because it looked like it's the thing that's popping off like you know what i'm saying Where right instead i just need to run my race and maybe mm-hmm. look at the macro of that thing you know and it's like oh okay here's what worked and why and here's right. what i'm doing but like how could i learn from that lesson you know what i'm saying is there something right. in my business model that i can create demand around and then build the structure out instead of taking that right. exact idea but then just putting the iron root sticker on it you know what i'm saying and then trying right. it over right. here right um also too with people like um Just lost my total train of thought. I apologize. So, um, but yeah, you're right. Just understanding that you know everybody's different. Your day one is going to be there through day three sixty five. So, oh, what I was going to say is, when it comes to social media, everybody's this you know trying to build their social media presence. But don't forget to go out and do the actual footwork too. You know, go to networking events into your local cities, into your local neighborhoods, whatever. Get out there, you know, just just meet people face to face. You know, everybody outside again right now. So go outside, meet some people. Yes, sir. So you know, I know we're a social media age and it's a digital age, but don't forget, like the same footwork you're putting in on TikTok and Instagram, put that same footwork on networking in person and going to your you know your local events too. Yeah, honestly, that's just as important. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. there's there's a select few that can do the digital and. And then still have the results like like I don't know if you watch too much gaming stuff on Twitch or whatever. You have this swag, Faze Swag or Nick Merckx. You know mm-hmm. these guys that mm-hmm. are playing video games and have all this content surrounding it. But Nick Merckx, mm-hmm. you know, he's been doing it for a long period of time. But he'll have a live right. show where he has all his you know bar- have a barbecue basically where everybody comes out and they're buying tickets mm-hmm. just to be around Nick Merckx. You know what I'm saying? But right. again, he had to lay that foundation being in all the random chat rooms, you know, streaming right. on all these random platforms and building right. it up. So even on the social side of things, there is groundwork that you got to put in exactly. being in those, like to, you know, be at the top in those spaces. Uh, but more specifically, yeah, man, to our people that are creating art or music and, you know, mm-hmm. and wanting to, one have because this is crazy you could be this popping group in real life but then your social can look trash you know and then that will impact your visibility but then again you could be this super popping brand on social media host a live event or do something live and then there's no No attendance or there's no you know you're not really good at it you know what i'm saying and it's just something that you can get the good angles for on social so you definitely got to have balance like balance is super important Exactly. exactly All right, man. Drop uh, if you can, man. Let us know. You know, what I'm saying where they can stay following you, tapped into what you have coming out. Yeah. Um, so you can follow my uh, art page. It's at uh, Instagram is at I am TKR. That's I A M T K A R T. Or you can follow like uh, like I said, I have a media company doing videography and photography. So that that page is by LQ Media. Uh, that Instagram is at LQ Media. It's LQ Media. 
Okay, for sure. Yeah, definitely check yeah. that out. Yeah. LQ Media. What uh what site do you use on to host your website? Oh, uh, like these. Uh, like Squarespace, Wix. Squarespace, yeah. Okay. Squarespace. Nice. Yeah, I just got on I there. Use, yeah, I used Wix a long time ago, and I switched to Squarespace. I like Squarespace. Squarespace a lot better than Wix. Okay, nice. Yeah, I'm yeah. actually for Iron Root. We using Wix, um, mm-hmm. but uh, for my Don, I got my own website now, DonRoot.World, and mm-hmm. that's on Squarespace. Um, mm-hmm. And no, I like it a lot, man. It's really user friendly, in my opinion. It is. Um, it is. And then it I really had is. one of my homies help me out, kind of add some finesse and stuff to it. Yeah. So I really yeah. like it. Yeah, yeah. Squarespace oh, is a, it offers you more too when it comes to like their templates and stuff. I do like Squarespace. Right, yeah, no, I I have exactly the look I went for. I mean, it was good that I, I had a consultation with one of the homies that's really into that space, and I'm just yeah. like, he's like, yo, I could, cause I could build a website, you know what I'm saying, but I just can't make that shit look like the one people want to stay on, you know what I'm saying. So right. basically, yeah. out of the meeting, he's like, yo, build it, you know what I'm saying, as best as you can, mm-hmm. and it's cheaper for me to just come on and finesse, you know, than for right. me to build it for you. So I was like, all right, right. let me look up a template, I'm like this dude Joe Perez. I wanted something to get me off that vibe. And mm-hmm. then I found a template that looked like it, you know, built it out, mm-hmm. put the images there. And then he came in and really like, oh, shit, this looks nice now. It looks yeah, like something yeah. that's unique. You know what I'm saying? So to that right. point, being able to collaborate and get it done, um, I liked, you know, user friendly. Because originally, man, not and we're not slandering brands, but whatever. But Wix, it was definitely tough for me to get customer service help. Right? Everything was yeah. just so new for Wix. It's like, yeah, put in yeah. A, a form for that. And if it gets upvoted, you know, we'll implement it. And then... I need this is this is a I great mean, idea so just get it in here <laughs> right, you know what I'm saying right. like so no nah, it's definitely a learning experience and uh nah man I just want to thank you for chopping it up with me I, um oh, yeah. it's been a long time coming man you've been doing some great work you know what I'm saying and we got to do some work in the past uh one to one Dom Root to TK but then what the Iron Root brand man you've been definitely uh someone that we relied on you know what i'm saying when it was time to think of vendors too it was like yo hit up tk you know what i'm saying just yeah, again yeah. relationships and i'm not trying to say that i only mess with like my crowd but like when you develop a pattern you know what i'm saying and when you right. start to understand how people work it's a it becomes like a, a, a privilege man to have someone right. like you in the space because then i can have another vendor that come in that's not as prepared that's with <clears throat> drama and it's a whole bunch of other stuff you know right. what i'm saying so right. now nah, to that point man I, i've always appreciated your work your consistency man your inspiration definitely bro just seeing you just out here continuously continuing to grind man and find places like for your art to exist like just like popping by seeing you out doing the first fridays i mean i didn't get to like pop by the table as much because i started doing sound for the color eight band you know what i'm saying yeah yeah. but like just knowing that you were out there on the grind consistently it was just it was crazy to see bro it's like motivation you know what i'm saying when you look around and you see your peers still going like it's something about that that makes you want to keep going you know what i'm saying but then when you Big look touch. around and everybody gone it's like shit. right yeah <laughs> it's like will smith in that last episode boy i'm telling you it's crazy right now it's, it's empty in here man yeah, like, for sure man. no i uh i really appreciate the opportunity man honestly i love coming here talking about you it's been a long time coming and we ain't been able to talk in a little while so definitely good to catch up and I appreciate you, you know, allowing to come on and just speak with you, you know, be a part of Iron Root because I've, I've loved every show we've done together. All the all the work, all the business we've done together has really been a true blessing, bro. And I, I really appreciate, you know, the connection we have, the relationship we have, and hope we continue. continue yes, sir, man. Well. I mean, you a rare one, bro. Like, you one of the rare appreciate ones. You. I got to see us at the very be- at the very beginning. Literally. You know, Apache, like, we, we inside the clubhouse. <laughs> 
and just making it work, bro. And then we inside oh, the Rebel Lounge. We did the new right. thing. We did a fashion right. show. Like you really got fashion to see show. us, like really try to get into the shit. So nah, man, it's it's you know anytime we could do something to help you, bro, or support you. If you got something coming out, bro, and you just need to roll it out and you want a platform to talk about it on, shoot me a text, shoot me a message, bro. We'll, we'll lock in. We'll get something going. Uh, and yeah, man, you know what I'm saying? I'm sure shit's gonna be popping up and I'm gonna be hitting you up or whatever, you know what I'm saying? So let's, uh, you know, here's some more work in the future for sure. For sure, definitely. And keep me posted on the Iron Root, all the events, what you got going on, man. Whatever you got going on, let me know. Definitely support Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure.